You're listening to episode 32 of the Master Your Mind, Business, and Life podcast. It's been a while since I released a solo episode, and well, some current events have brought this one on. I decided that with the last episode of March, to give you guys a breakdown on some business changes, life changes, and of course, some lessons I've learned that I think you should know too. Before I drop the 411 and share exactly what happened, let's go over the review of the week. This week's reviewer is a name that you may recognize from our episode a few weeks ago. It's from Felicia Bender. Felicia writes, It was such a privilege to speak to Lauren on this podcast. She is so dynamic and giving, doing such great work, and providing listeners with great information across the board with such variety and depths of her interviews. Thank you, Lauren. Looking forward to more. I swear Felicia is the best. Our conversation on numerology has been one of the top episodes on the podcast so far. And the crazy thing is something in my numerology report has already come true, that I would face a legal matter this year. Hmm. I guess to find out what I'm talking about, you got to tune in, turn it up, and let's go. You're listening to Master Your Mind, Business and Life, conversations with everyday world shifters, truth seekers, and rule breakers. Here's your host, Lauren Smith. Hey everyone, it's Lauren Smith. Welcome back to another episode. There's no guest today. You get little old me all to yourself. <laughs> I will say that solo episodes make me a little bit nervous. I've been practicing a skill with this podcast, and that's listening. For nearly eight months now, I've conversed with countless guests, listening and learning their stories, understanding their missions and passions all while taking away key pieces of information from each conversation. These little puzzle pieces of knowledge help piece together a better, more whole part of me. And I hope they're helping you grow too. I know I've expressed on another episode that I've been doing a lot of work in the background that many don't see. Here's what I've learned about myself in this whole process. I am human optimization obsessed. (laughs) I love understanding what makes a person tick, why we operate the way we do. Really, I love understanding the language of the mind. Of course, I also love business. I'm in my eighth year of entrepreneur life, and meeting with other business badasses helps me visualize myself at my highest potential while serving my higher purpose. Blending the two together has been life-changing for me. There's one thing that comes up on almost every single podcast call, either before or after we're finished recording, that you, the listener, doesn't always hear. It's typically asked, so, Lauren, what else are you doing right now? And that's usually when the crickets start chirping, you can hear a pin drop. And I get all up in my head like, yeah, Lauren, what else are you doing right now? Well, a lot and nothing all in the same breath. When I say nothing, I mean, I haven't been working with a lot of clients one-on-one. I still have my clients that I work with monthly. I mean, I do have bills to pay, but mainly I've been working on my website, new offerings, and above all, working on my own personal development. I've been trying to figure out my next steps in business for quite some time. I know I want to help others grow, 
heal, step into their power, awaken their potential, and unleash their purpose. But the big picture has been lost on me. And while I can sit here and tell you that I've been trying to make good sense of it all, I think the truth of the matter is I still have limiting beliefs about my purpose. Those fears of not being good enough or not being able to serve as well as someone else serves. That's kind of prevented me from stepping into it fully. Now, it's important to note, and I will always tell you this, I practice what I preach and I preach what I need to practice. With that being said, I knew I needed to honor purpose over perfect when it comes to my business offerings. When you go to my website, laurensmithbiz.com, you will see a few new things. The first is a mentorship tab. My mentorship program is a one-on-one private coaching program designed to help you work through life's blocks. The mentorship program is an application-based program, and I work with individuals in six-month blocks. This is a highly transformational program, and because we'll be working on a one-on-one capacity for a long period of time, I'm being very selective about the individuals that I work with. I have to make sure that our energies vibe together, but more importantly, I want to make sure that those who sign up for this are not simply interested in transforming their life or business, but they're committed to it. The second is an academy tab. Now, this will be continuously changing and growing, but if you go there, you will see three categories, master your mind, master your business, and of course, master your life. Each category will house various digital courses, group programs, workbooks, and more. I do have a few offerings up there now, but there will be more released over the next couple of weeks and months. Under the Master Your Life category, you will see my new, soon-to-be offering called the Masterclass. Think of these masterclasses as an extension of the podcast. I'm inviting back some of your favorite podcast guests for a longer, more in-depth conversation with them. The best part about masterclasses is that they will be live. This gives you a chance to join the conversation, jump in, engage, ask questions, and really get to know our expert and the topic better. The third thing, which (laughs) I didn't really want to talk about, But a few of you stay lurking on my website. You called me out on this change, Dan. Well, there's no going back now. The third change that you'll see relates to my book. And this, my friends, is where a few big lessons come into play. In 2018, I released my book, Mind Love, Bite-Sized Thought Nuggets to Fuel Your Life. I had been writing my little mind love nuggets for a few years, and the book was a compilation of all of my favorites. I never expected the book to sell as well as it did, nor did I ever dream that my words would resonate with people the way they have. When I set out to create this book, I didn't even plan to make a profit off of it. I wanted to release something positive into the universe because there had been too much negative energy going on. Naming the book was pretty easy. I had been calling my writings the same thing for nearly three years. Every morning, I'd get up and I would write the term mind love in my notebook and then jot down five things that range from gratitude, affirmations, and other nuggets that I need to embrace for the day. In May of 2018, 
I went to publish the book and did my due diligence to make sure that I was not violating another author. There were no books out with that name, and I even checked to make sure that there was no trademark on the term. You might be wondering why I checked the trademark. Well, one of my previous clients, Kim West, the sleep lady, has a trademark on the, the, the terms, the sleep lady. It seemed like every couple months when I was working with her, a new author or new coach would enter the market branding themselves as the sleep lady or publishing a book using her trademark term. So knowing this, I checked the trademark um, for Mind Love and I happily saw that there wasn't one. I continued on with my publication and the rest is history. That was until about two weeks ago when I received my very first cease and desist letter. A few of my fellow entrepreneur clients laughed and congratulated me when I told them this because they said, I must be really getting to a place where my name is getting known for me to have gotten one of these letters. The cease and desist was for my book, Mind Love. In Jan- if, I'm sorry, in February of this year, yes, 2019, the term Mind Love became a registered trademark. The letter basically told me I had to stop the publication of my book immediately. Now, when I got this email, it was about 8 p.m. at night, and I was on my way out the door with my kids, who I had promised ice cream to. Needless to say, we didn't get ice cream that night. I felt that deep, sickening gut feeling just hit me to my core when I read it, and I started to feel a panic attack arise. All I kept thinking over and over again was, but this book, this book has helped so many people. It's helped me. It's a book of healing, growth, and inspiration. How can I unpublish that and be okay? So I decided to just come to my room, whip out my computer, and started typing emails furiously. I sent an email to one of my mentors, Mac Monroe, first. Mac was on this podcast at the very beginning of its launch, and guess what? He'll be back again in a few weeks. But when I forward Mac the email, I asked for his guidance and asked if he could put me in touch with someone who may know what the heck I do next. Then I fired off a couple emails to lawyers. I can't say I'm a huge fan of lawyers, not the people themselves, but it just makes me very anxious and unnerving to have to deal with anything law-related, mostly because it's not an area I know enough about. Therefore, I kind of walk in feeling a little blind to the process, right? So um, I send them the emails. It was late at night, and I knew I probably wouldn't get a response back, but I'm telling you, my mind would not shut up. I think, you know, I had all but three hours of uninterrupted sleep that night. Um, I just really could not calm my mind. I replayed the options in my head over and over again. I either, one, fight it, two, I unpublish the book and move on. Or three, I changed the title. The next morning, I woke up with a little bit more of a clear mind, and I was determined to figure out a solution. Now, I was also really weary because during this time period, Mercury retrograde. You know, it's not a good time to 
um, hit a lot of things with change or make drastic moves or, you know, life-changing events. It's just not a good time to do that. So I'm very mindful of it. But on the other side of me, you know, put like the woo-woo spiritual part aside, I'm like, this is a legal issue. I have to deal with it. There's no waiting. Well, Mac ended up calling me a little bit before 9 a.m. that morning and said that when I emailed him the night before, he was on the phone with a colleague who went through a similar situation last year. Now, she chose to fight it. But like I told Mac, I wasn't even sure that I had the energy to fight it. I've been extremely cautious about my energy lately. Who gets it? Where it goes. Picking my battles is huge, and I wasn't really sure that this was a battle I wanted to fight. I could have, but did I want to? Not really. I told Mac that I was tempted to change the title of a book to A Mind of Love, but it just didn't really feel right to me. It actually kind of felt like a soap soap opera to me. Um, And then Mac suggested, what about Mindful Love? mindful love. I like it. So that day, within 90 minutes, I had changed all of the graphics on my website. I updated the manuscript and the cover all to reflect the new book title. And I unpublished the quote unquote old book and republished it as a new title now known as mindful love, bite-sized thought and like it's the fuel your life. Now, if you already have the first version of the book and are like, what the heck, Lauren? Don't worry. (laughs) Consider yourself lucky to have an OG version. It's like a rare limited edition version that I'm legally never allowed to sell again. And guess what, baby? You've got it. The content hasn't changed with the exception of the intro about the author and the book name. They've all been updated to make sure my ass isn't grass in the legal department, okay? So with all this being said, what has been my biggest takeaway from all of this? My lesson was that no matter how prepared you are for something, life can still throw you those curveballs, and those curveballs can really screw you up. I could have fought this and spent about three to $400 solely on a legal consult consultation and could have spent over a thousand dollars, if not more, just to get the paperwork going. That's just for starters. Or I could have succumbed, unpublished the book, threw myself a pity party, um, ate a container of Ben and Jerry's ice cream and just wallowed in self-pity. But what I chose to do was be solution oriented. I didn't act with emotion. I acted with tact. I didn't allow my emotions to clog my judgment of the next best steps, and I didn't give in to spending hundreds of thousands of dollars when a simpler solution was available. Being an entrepreneur requires you to be solution-oriented. You are faced with daily decisions and choices, and oftentimes, if you're a solopreneur like me, you act alone in those choices. And while, yes, the news made me emotional because I do view my work as an extension of myself, I didn't allow my emotions to rule my judgment. Truth be told, 
I really wanted to email that lawyer back and be like, listen here, buddy. But really, what would that have accomplished? The other big lesson that came for me is when it comes to protecting your brand. Can I really be mad that I got a cease and desist when there's another entrepreneur growing a brand around two words that I use for my book? No, I'm happy that she took the necessary steps to protect herself, both for the present and the future. And she has shown me that I need to be more diligent in protecting my brand ongoing. I'm going to invite a brand protection expert onto the podcast to help us all navigate these murky waters together, but I'll let you know when I've secured that guest. Another update many of you have been wondering about is the retreat. The aligned retreat, in my mind, will still happen, but there have been a few things that have come up in my life as well as Shereel's life's life that have taken reign when it comes to our attention. We will loop back around to the retreat soon with an update, I promise. Sometimes we just have to go with the flow. Just like the tide, life is sometimes calm and soothing, other times fierce and damaging. But for the most part, it's always beautiful, full of excitement, peace, and of course, unknowns. If you're listening to this episode today and you've been holding back on doing something that you know you need to do for whatever reason, honor yourself and choose purpose over perfect. Launch that website, build that business, get those headshots updated, stop waiting for the perfect time, the perfect body, the perfect whatever. The time is now. Step into your purpose and the rest will follow. Next week, we're talking about intentional communication and why it's so important in families and relationships. Between now and then, I would love it if you shared this episode with a friend, subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app, or even leave a review. I appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in and turning up each and every single week. You help me be reminded on the regular just how dang blessed I am. I'll see you back here next week. And until then, remember, every level of life is an opportunity to grow. Be well, my friend.